And hello everyone, this is Rich Sports Talk, Sport Talk with a Million, and I am Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here today, and the big news, of course, they are going home. The Yukon Huskies are going back to the Big East. And on the surface, this looks great for the Big East and Yukon, and it is. And on this episode, I'm going to dissect everything. What this means for Yukon, the Big East, why this decision was made, and more importantly, what Yukon can do moving forward, and what this means for the elephant in the room, that is Yukon football. But I want to start off with this. I have to give Yukon a lot of credit, because they did something this week that's very hard to do. They accepted who they are. Now, on the surface, you might be saying, well, wait a minute, that's easy to do. No, it isn't. In college athletics, you see it all the time with schools and universities. They have these grandiose visions of being a certain athletic program, and it's great to have aspirations, but you also have to realize there are certain limitations on your athletic programs. And I think UConn made that realization and has made the best decision for them moving forward. The first big reason was... And I can't blame UConn for this. They tried to get into a Power 5 conference. But to be fair, everyone was trying to do that. You look for a good 15-year period. From the late 2000s to probably about the mid-2010s. All these major conferences, the Power 5. These schools that were kind of borderline, they were doing everything to get in because they know the television revenues. We were seeing television contracts in the billions of dollars. And these schools realized the amount of money they would get. Why do you think Syracuse left the Big East? Why did you see the former Big East break up? It's because a lot of these schools who had football programs, they saw the money opportunity and they followed it. But now we've seen this also in sports and we see this trend in professional sports and in college sports. And it's kind of funny because it's we see it, and it's almost like a cycle. We usually see about every two decades a big upheaval, whether it's expansion, whether it's franchises relocating, and then the dust settles for about 15, 20 years, and then it gets crazy again. And right now I think we're in that lull for college sports where we saw these teams do everything they could again to these Power 5 conferences. But now, these conferences, they're pretty set. They're not going to be adding more pieces. And if anything, some of these conferences might feel like they added too many pieces. They have their television contracts. They have their television networks. They are set. The Big Ten, the ACC, conferences that UConn want to get in, they're not taking anymore. And the AAC is trying to proclaim that they're a power six conference uh-uh, that that's not how it works that is not how it works and as much as the AAC tries to push that and say we are power six no you're not you might have a couple teams that are borderline power five teams but you're not a power conference I mean we are seeing this in the NFL it was quiet for two decades now all of a sudden we have a lot of relocations the Raiders are moving we've had the Chargers move we've had the Rams move We're seeing this in hockey with expansion. We could potentially see this in baseball with the Rays moving. Usually things settle for a while. And right now in college sports, we're seeing that. We're not seeing teams now jumping to conferences. And if they are, it's minor, mid-major conference jumps. Nothing into the Power Five, though. 
So for UConn, they made the realization what built their athletic program. It's basketball. And the AAC was not helping their basketball program. The Big East is not the Big East of old. Let's, let's be clear. This is not the original Big East that formed with UConn. I mean, let's not make a mistake. This isn't the glory conference it used to be. It's not. This isn't the power 80s or early 90s Big East. It's, it's not. But it's still a great conference. And really, it's the only conference that puts basketball first. There's a lot of great conferences, but football's first. And UConn has made the right decision to go back. Number one, this is going to help their attendance for both men and women. The attendance has been terrible. Number one, because the teams in the AAC in basketball, they don't have any connection to UConn. They don't have any rivalry. Now at least they get to play Villanova, who's a national contender. They're in a great conference that helps them for the tournament. They get to play Providence. They get to play some of the Big East schools that they have rivalries with. This will get fans in the seat. They've had a lot of hard time drawing people into games, especially for the men. Now that's going to help. The women were not helped in the AAC. They weren't helped because they were in a conference where they hadn't lost a game in six years. That doesn't help you grow your brand. People, why are people going to go to those games to watch the women win by four points? They want to see some compelling basketball. So for me, this was a great decision because UConn is getting back to its roots and what made it great. It's a basketball school. And it's kind of funny because the Big East didn't need UConn. They were doing fine without UConn. Now, will UConn help elevate their brand and be good for the conference? Yes, especially for the women. It will help that women's side, but it also will give them another premier men's team. But the thing is, it's kind of funny because when UConn left, the sentiment was, oh, UConn doesn't need the Big East anymore. But now it's the opposite. UConn needs the Big East. UConn needed the Big East more than the Big East needed UConn. And people can say what they want. Oh, this is great for the Big East. And it is. But the conference would have been fine without UConn. They would have. This is a great day for UConn because it helps their basketball program. It helps their other programs because... It's going to help, especially with the traveling. Now a lot of these smaller sports can travel by bus instead of playing for half their trips and road games. And it helps because now UConn, they've made the realization that not only are they a basketball school, but the next step, they have to invest in the basketball program. Now what do I mean by that? They've already done with the new head coach for the men's basketball program. And let's be honest, this UConn basketball program It isn't what it used to be. It's still a nice basketball school. But UConn's not a perennial top 25 team right now. They're not. They're not. Could they build back up to it? Absolutely. But the school, it has to be investing in basketball first. And one of the big things, they have to invest in the arena. The state has to either upgrade the XL Center where they play their home games in Hartford or completely redo that arena because Gino Oriyama has been on the record, the women's coach, and said it is a horrible facility and we play in arguably some of the worst facilities in college sports. Whether it's Gamble, whether it's the XL Center, whether it's building a new arena in Hartford, they have to invest in that. They've invested the last decade and a half in football. It's time to invest in the basketball program. Now, arenas will help with the recruiting won't hurt, 
but you also have to develop a winning culture. And I do think they can do that. Because the basketball, college basketball landscape has changed dramatically, but I do think if you can build a good program and get a couple of good kids in here and build them for three or four years, you can be a good program. You can be in a good program. You could get in the tournament every year. And just getting in the tournament, that's a big thing. Anything can happen once you get in the tournament. We saw that with their last national championship team. Just get into the tournament. So I think they need to make a big investment in the arena. That's number one. I think now that they have a plan going forward, where over the last decade and a half, they've been trying to build up the football program. They've been trying to get into a power five. And I think they've lost sight a little bit of what their identity was. Now I think with this, they more importantly have their identity. Great businesses, they understand their identity and they work toward that identity. And for the last decade and a half, I think UConn has lost that. I think they've lost their identity. And now I think they have a more focused vision. They have a plan. I think they have to invest into their infrastructure in terms of their buildings, in terms of their arenas, to help make it a better game day atmosphere and be a better draw for recruits. So for UConn, I think this is once again a great move. It's a great move for basketball. It's a good move for the Big East. But now we get to the elephant in the room, UConn football. And it's hard because we don't know what's going to happen with them. They're probably not going to stay in the American because they're going to want to have schools with other sports. I think they're going to either go to the independent circuit, maybe get one of the smaller South conferences. But the school made the right move. Because number one, they're not going to get rid of the football program entirely. They've spent too much money, too many years, too much time to completely disband it, number one. Number two, I think they're going to try to keep it afloat and just make it competitive. And number three, I think they finally came to the realization that big-time football in the Northeast wasn't going to work. I mean, when you think of New England college football, I mean, you may think of B.C., you think of maybe the Walter Camp Award. You think of the Yale-Harvard rivalry. You don't think of UConn football. I think a great example that UConn may have learned from, maybe they haven't, but I think a great example of getting in over your head in football is Rutgers football. And Rutgers, let's be fair, they have better facilities, they have a better tradition, and they have a better recruiting base. I can't emphasize this enough with college football. Where you're located plays a huge role in your success. You have to be in a pipeline state. And for Rutgers, they're in New Jersey. They're in Pennsylvania area. They are in a good bed for young high school players. They have that at their disposal. Connecticut doesn't. And Rutgers is just getting buried in the Big Ten. And they have a lot more advantages in football than UConn did. They have a better national pedigree than UConn does. And for UConn football, they've seen that even if you do get success, if you find a good coach, he's probably going to leave you, like Randy Edsel did the first time, for a Power 5 school because they're offering him more money. So for the UConn football program, I know this is a tough pill to swallow, and this affects them negatively compared to every other sport in the school. But I think they've realized it's just not working. No one's showing up to these games, and this is a program. Last year set the NCAA record for the worst defense in history with the most points allowed, and they're losing to FBS schools. It's a program that, like I said, I don't. they're not going to let it die. They're not going to let it go away. I think they'll just look to keep it afloat. But 
the reason that they went into football was to get into a Power 5 conference. Because they knew to get into a Power 5, they had to have football. That's why they've invested all the money. That's why they built the stadium. It was to get into a Power 5 conference. Now, because, like I said, the conferences have settled. I don't think any of these Power 5s are going to take anyone for a while. I think UConn's come to the realization, look, we're not getting into a Power 5. We've invested all this time, money, and resources into football. Let's pull back a little bit on the football program. If it works and we could get it going, great. But if it doesn't work, we understand, look, we're a basketball school. We're in the Northeast. We're in a part of the country where college football recruits, there aren't many. There's maybe a handful, but usually those four, three-star recruits, there are prep schools in Connecticut, and they're trying to go down south. They're trying to get into a Power 5 conference. You're not getting great prospects for football. I mean, BC's had this problem. BC has a great football history. They have a great football history. They have great facilities, a great school. They're in a great college city. And they struggle in the ACC. They have a lot more advantages than UConn does. So for UConn, this was the right decision to focus on basketball. And we've seen them even go in other avenues. Their hockey team, they've joined Hockey East. They're actually a pretty good program. They're pretty successful. And I think they've realized... They're good with that niche. They're good with the basketball niche. The football one, it's a hard sell. It is a very hard sell. I mean, you're in a state that there's options. There's a lot of professional football around. You have the Jets. You have the Giants in New Jersey. You have the Patriots in New England. New England's never been a big college football viewing place. It's huge in the South. It's huge in Pennsylvania with Penn State. It's not big for viewing here in the Northeast, if anything, high school football is somewhat popular, but even that has its limits. I mean, football in the Northeast, it's not everything. If you go to the middle of Pennsylvania, if you go down south, if you go to Texas, it's everything. They're fully committed. UConn, their commitment to the football program was make it as good as possible, but it was basically the selling point. Their best pitch was, we are going to improve your Power 5 conference with our basketball, and our football program won't be an embarrassment. That was basically their selling pitch. And now, the last couple of years, I think they've realized where the state of the football program is, how far that football program has fallen, and how long it will take to rebuild it. They're better off focusing on basketball. And I understand the money is greater in football, and there's higher reward in football, but unless you're in a Power 5 conference for football... There really isn't a lot of a reward to it, and I think there's more rewards, especially financially, for basketball. I think their television will be better for the Big East in terms of just the basketball, not for the football. But for UConn, it was a tough decision, but they made the right one. And sometimes the hardest decisions are the right ones, and I think UConn has come to the realization, look, we're a basketball school. Basketball built our athletic department. It's what we're known for. It's our forte. Let's stick with it. Football has never been UConn's priority. It became the priority when they were trying to get into a Power 5 conference. And now they've realized that's not going to happen anytime soon. So they're going back to basketball. They're going back to focus on their bread and butter and joining the Big East. I think it's great for college sports. It's great for college basketball. I think that this will add natural rivalries. 
It'll be great for the fans here in Connecticut because it will give them games they will want to go to and go and watch as opposed to just USF on a random night. And does this hurt their football program? Yes. But the thing is where the football program is now, they need a clean slate. They need to start and completely regut. And I think Randy Edsel has started that process. But this isn't a two- or three-year fix. This could be a decade-long fix to just turn around and make them competitive in any conference, this UConn football program. And it will be tough. And football cannot be the priority because you're not in a football state. You're not in a region that produces a lot of great athletes. And it's never going to be, no matter how much money you put into it, it's never going to be a football school. It never will be. And for UConn, it was a tough decision. I give them a lot of credit. They are going back to the Big East, and this is great for college basketball and for the University of Connecticut's future. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us here. Remember to check us out on iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and, of course, Apple Podcasts. Wherever podcasts are available, we are also on YouTube as well. Check out our social media using the handle Rich Sports Talk. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can always reach out to us, richsportstalk at gmail.com. But until next time, I'm so glad you were here today. I'm your host, Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports Talk.